Welcome back to Butterfly with your host, Dr. Phyllis Pelzer, here serving intentional encouragement with you in mind and myself as well. So I pray and trust that everyone has had a blessed day and a blessed week so far. So this week's um, nugget of encouragement is entitled, Don't Be Addicted to Self-Pity. So in other words, don't get into the habit of developing that uh, toxic, uh, toxic behavior of feeling sorry for yourself, right? Because that can happen at times in our life, you know, uh, negative circumstances and events, and we all go through different um, challenges in life, right? And sometimes this behavior can even occur without us even um, recognizing that, hey, you know what, um, you know, I'm, 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 con- I'm consistently, you know, doing this now. You know, it seems like no matter how others may be trying to um, to cheer me up, no matter how much I'm, I'm, I'm in the environment, I'm going out to that to the house of worship, uh, or I'm, I'm going out and I'm, I'm engaging in um, positive um, spirituality um, e- e- events and, and, and encounters, and and I'm establishing all these um, these different um, relationships and others. They're reaching out to me and they're trying to encourage me and they're trying to help me see just how blessed I am. But yet still, there's something in me that just seems to, um, that this self-pity is just self-smoothing. Like it, and, and self-pity can be a self-smoothing mechanism to help us to cope with maybe the different challenges and changes that we may be encountering in life. But we must uh, uh, be very cautious. This is a pre precaution that it does not become a self-destructive behavior, negative behavior where we become addicted to self-pity. In other words, just feeling sorry for ourselves um, all the time. So much so that we don't even find the um, encouragement um, through the word of God or the encouragement through the other resources and others who God uses in our life. So we have to be so, 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 so very, very careful not to adapt this behavior and then to, you know, to think that, well, if I keep feeling sorry for myself long enough and, and if I keep um, while I'm around this person or while I'm around um, uh, uh, this group of people and, and, and as long as people hear the old, oh, oh, woe was me, you know, that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to make me feel better because then people are just going to, um, keep overly extending themselves to me and they're going to keep trying to make me feel better. And they're going to try to, uh, you know, uh, put me up on, a, uh, uh, help me, uh, put me up on this pedestal or try to keep me up there, keep me up there, try to help me. They're going to understand me or even it's just for the for attention. So in other words, too, when we encounter that um, that addictive behavior, we forget about the goodness and the, and the awesomeness of the God, of the mighty God that we serve or that we are embarking upon on the pathway to getting to know about 
um, about the goodness of, of God and the realness of his word, right? Because the word of God is living. It's a living, living word. So I would like to direct you as a reference also in Matthews, the 14th chapter, where it, it speaks down in there about where Jesus fed the um, the 5,000. And he did that. He worked a miracle. He fed them with, I believe, um, they had five loaves of bread and only two fishes. And out of that, Jesus performed a miracle and he fed the multitude. It said that it was around about 5,000 men and women and children that ate from five loaves of bread, right? And two fishes. So you cannot minimize or look at what your current circumstances may be because once you place them in the father's hand right little becomes much there's a song little becomes much when we place it in the master's hand and this scripture actually uh rather that song is a reflection of this particular scripture because when you place little in the master's hand it becomes much so don't Don't feel sorry for yourself, um, even though it may it may seem like um, you know you've been given a short end of the stick, you know, in life in different circumstances. But just know that God is more than enough. And just like how God He fed the five thousand men and women and children, and then the Scripture says this is coming from Matthew's the fourteenth chapter. It says that they all that they all ate. You know, Jesus took the bread. He Jesus He looked up to heaven. He said he blessed it. He broke the loaf, break the loaves and he gave it to the disciples. And then the disciples, what did they do? They went and they gave it out to the multitude. So that's exactly what God does. He gives the word to his, to his children and to his, to his service, because we all serve in different capacities of a life than God with God's anointing and with God's blessings. Then we go out and God uses us and he overfloods, overflows. I mean, he exceeds our wildest expect our wildest expectation. So, you know, don't be addicted to self pity. Uh, uh, look around you. Look at the, how blessed you are. Look at the blessings that you have. Little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. And remember, you know, I spoke about this too in several segments that God has a timing. There's a timing for everything and whatever God has for you, it is for you. God knows no matter. It may be Mary Thomas's. It may be a thousand Mary Thomas's. It may be how many Bob Franks or, 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 or Mike or Kenneth's or or, or, or or Tom's or whatever, but God knows exactly who you are and he will not get you confused with anybody else. Just like, you know, just talk about how babies come, the stalk delivers the baby, but the, the, but somehow or another that stalk always remembered exactly where to deliver that baby. You know, whose baby, it was not going to the next door neighbor, but it's going to go directly to, if it was going to the White's family at, at address 123 Farmers Boulevard, or whatever it was going that baby was going to be delivered right there it's the same way your blessing god has your address god has your name god has the time set aside so just don't be addicted to self-pity it, it can be a temporary smooth soothing um a mechanism just to cope with a temporary uh sick situation but just don't make it a permanent behavior of yours where you just get addicted to it we're just 
just becomes your lifestyle. That you just you're always looking for um, for for pity. You're always looking for so you know you have to always be telling somebody your your woe story. You know, and, and this happened to me, and that happened to me, and yes, stuff happens to all of us, and we all have a story. And yes, those stories and those events they are a part of our development. But you know what? It's a blessing. But if we're gonna tell it, then let's also be able to tell about the blessings of God. Let us also be able to able to tell about the victories of God. Let us be able to tell about how he brought us out, how he delivered us, how he made a way, how he opened up doors, how we once was in that sunken place, but how he rose us up into victory. So don't be addicted to victor to, to self-bidding. Pity. Don't let that be your your address. As a matter of fact, say you're gonna have a, a change of address, right? Change your address, change the direction in which you are going to uh in which you are going to go. As a matter of fact, when I was coming in, driving in on, on this evening and I, I was looking ahead and I knew that I wanted to go straight up the block um uh, um to my house so then I could just swing around and just park in front of my house, but then there was this big UPS um, truck that just actually just took up like the whole middle of the block in the direction that I was going. So I had to stop and I began to look. And then I said, you know what? I can either sit here and continue to wait till this UPS driver. I don't even know what house he's in. I don't even know how long he's going to be there. Or either here is a way where I could turn off and I could go another way. And I said, God, thank you just for that, for that insight. You know, I'm fairly new getting back on the road. But I that, that insight came to me and so then I said, okay, so I'm going to go this way. And I went, I made a right turn and then made another left turn. And, and I was able to maneuver and I still was able to pull up right in front of my house. So in other words, I could not stay stuck there waiting for that UPS truck to move. So in other words, you cannot stop being addicted to self pity when God has made a way of escape for you. It's a temporary situation. So I would like for this week, just a reminder for all of us. Because remember, this is intentional encouragement with you in mind and myself as well. Let us not get addicted to self, to the behavior rather of self-pity. Don't be addicted to self-pity, you know. Just say, I think there's a song out that say, my name is victory. My name is victory. Yes. Okay. So we want to change it and say that our, our name is victory. Why? Because the God that we serve according to Ephesians 3 and 20, he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask and all that we can think. So I encourage you to change your wardrobe, have a change of attitude, change your walk, change your talk, change your outlet, change your mindset, change that behavior to, I know that I can do all things through Christ 
which strengthened me according to the word of God. I'm going to reflect back and I'm going to look like just how God took that five loaves of bread and those two fish and he fed thousands. He fed the multitude. And then even after he fed the multitude, it said over 5,000 men, women, and children, it said there was still 12 baskets fragment that was left. That means that there was an overflow. So God wants us to have the mindset that he will provide the overflow in our life. Yes. So there is no need for us to pick up the behavior of being addicted to self-pity. But as a matter of fact, we want to abort that attitude and we want to adapt the attitude that we serve the God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. The God of more than enough. And remember, what God has for you, it is for you. So abort that attitude. No more. Do not intentionally, intentionally, purposely decide within yourself that I'm not going another day, another day with that attitude. I'm not going another day with that mindset or that behavior, but it's something that I'm going to intentionally talk to my father God about so that I will no longer be addicted to self-pity or either consistently entertain that um, those, those thoughts, those negative thoughts of self-pity, we're self-pitying myself, but I will adapt an attitude of gratitude, especially because Jesus is the reason, not just for this season, but for every season. So may God bless you as you go forth with your new attitude of victory. I walk in victory. I live in victory. Because of Jesus Christ, I am victorious.